Hey everybody, my name is Jesse Collings, and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to episode 28 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show. And if you're feeling generous, you can donate to us at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash donate. I'm Gerard Detroit here with Paul Vosh. Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Gerard, one thing I want to ask you, though, is how good looking are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good looking, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Good enough to join a new uh, Drake Lee's 565th faction? Uh, my hair's not long enough to join it. A minus, so we could just both join in that case. <laughs> yes, and uh, we'll get to that a little later. But unfortunately, we have to start off with some very, very tragic news. I'm sure by the time that this goes up, you will all heard of the tragic car accident that claimed the life of Jay Briscoe. And I know that uh, there's obviously been a huge outpouring of, you know, remembering him and of grief. And people talking about all of his great promos and his great matches and how they were essentially, you know, it, they were Ring of Honor for 20 years, basically. But... Um, and people, other podcasts will probably talk about his New Japan run, but we should probably quickly touch on uh, the Briscoes, like Noah run in like 2007, 2008, Paul. Yeah, because it's actually a run that I feel is actually somewhat forgotten. Like it's not because obviously the Briscoes just have an absolutely amazing all-time resume. And I feel like sometimes their Noah run actually gets a little bit lost in there. Because I think there's actually some gems in that one. Like, it really only lasted, like, for about two years. And then I think... Like, I don't exactly remember why they stopped coming to Noah. Did the did the Ring of Honor relationship end? E uh, good question might be. Like, I don't remember when the Ring of Honor-Noah relationship ended. Because, for example, like, their match with, uh, with Segura and Marafuji was on the same... Uh, on the same show where Morishima won the Noah title, the JHC title. Oh, so, so that that was 2007 or 2008? That was 2007, yeah. Okay. No, because but they were in the 2008 
uh, NTV Junior Tag League. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that's why I'm not sure. Like, it might have also just been that the do- that those two like didn't want to really go to Japan regularly anymore, which I think that's also fair. But yeah, uh, that's like we don't really know why, but it is kind of just a brief run. But I think there's some bangers in there. Like as I mentioned, the Marufuji and Segura match. That one is in, that one has an absolutely insane finish. Like, I think legit one of my like top ten all time finishes to a match in that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say the reason also stop going to Japan. I believe I heard that uh, Jay's oldest daughter was thirteen. So this sort of lines up to her being born. Having, yeah, 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 yeah. So soon after that was when they started their families and everything like that. So yeah. I think that's probably a major factor in that. Yeah, no, because they're both obviously like Jay was and Mark still is like very much a family man. So it's very understandable that once children are on the way, they're probably not willing to fly halfway around the world just for some wrestling. If they can just work Ring of Honor instead and stay close to home. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, I mean, watch that, uh, their match against Sugira and Marafuji. I mean, all this is on YouTube. Yeah. A lot of that stuff. Yeah, they also have a great match with uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Kota Ibushi, which, yeah, that, that whole, I mean, watch, I mean, in theory, you can watch that whole kind of Noah Junior, uh, Junior Global League uh, or the Nippon TV, whatever it was called again, because yeah. that, it just has an absolutely insane lineup. That whole well, here I got the, I got the lineup right here. We you, I just got to mention it because if you've never seen it, you got to check it out. Okay, so the teams were Kenta and Taiji Ishimori, Atsushi A- Aoki and Akahito Ito, Brian Danielson and Davy Richards, uh, Jay and Mark Briscoe, Katsuhiku Nakajima and Kota Ibushi, Naomichi Marafuji and Kento Miyahara. Uh, the <laughs> Miyahara and Marafuji versus Danielson and, and Davey Richards matches on YouTube. Check it out. It's great. Um, just to see Brian Danielson and Kento Miyahara in the same ring together. Uh, R- Ricky Marvin and Eddie Edwards and Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Kotaro Suzuki. I mean, that's incredibly stacked. Yes, that is absolutely absurdly stacked. And the Briscoe's really, I mean, obviously they're an all-time great tag team. Uh, so they obviously like held their own in that tournament and just with that lineup, you know there's some bangers in there. And but I think like the best one from that is like Nakajima and Debushi. But I think really like whatever you can find from the run and know, I think it's well worth a watch because they're amazing. Yeah, and they were the GHC Junior Tag Team Champions for like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, just transitional champions, but yeah. you know they were still chosen. I think even to be a transitional champion, like a foreign team, they have to see something in you. Yeah, yeah, especially in Noah, which historically has been pretty stingy when it comes with uh, title runs for foreigners. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, less so in the junior division, but yeah, even compared to New Japan's junior division, a lot less. Yeah, well, I so, would definitely yeah. say for like all junior teams as well, like all all Gaijin junior teams. I think still, like I think there's like Gaijin teaming with a Japanese guy. I think they've done that, but I think really, very rarely, like all Gaijin, like champions yeah so rest in peace jay yeah rest in so peace we'll, yeah and so we'll start off with uh, all japan pro wrestling uh just a couple of notes hokuto amori's been a bad boy <laughs> and he's been drinking yeah so all japan posted on their website a notice being like basically it sounds like hokuto amori 
maybe got a little too drunk at some event. We don't know if it's in front of sponsors or not, but they said that he is like getting docked 30% of his pay for three months and has to like not drink alcohol until March 31st. <laughs> it's a very Japanese solution to this problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's, I mean, he's got MMA training. I don't think he's, do you, do you think he got into a bar fight or do you think he just like fell over drunk and like smashed something? I think, yeah, it's maybe. It's all speculation, but. Yeah, it, yeah. I think he, maybe he also got like rude with like someone as well at an event. Yeah. Like got to rude with a fan or something like that. So, because it, like, it, it's obviously not serious enough for them to suspend him. So yeah. I, I think it had to be in something pretty minor. Like I don't think he got into like an actual fight, but maybe he like insulted a fan or something like that. But it was public, so they had to do something. Yeah, yeah. It, w- it would be different if he like smashed a bottle and it was just them in some bar owned by a oh, wrestler surrounded by a absolutely wrestler. not doing that if he smashes up a bottle in like Toroyano's bar they're not like docking his pay yeah uh but i mean i don't i think this event happened earlier from the wording but that was through a translation and i don't think it's affected his push no but they had to do something yeah because i, I think it's actually be, like didn't they actually put that up after the show on the 15th yes so yeah, like if it if it happened before, then already like it very obviously hasn't affected us push. Yeah, for sure. And um, the and it was and we're sort of darting over to Kyushu Pro real quickly, but it was announced that Tajiri is like it was speculated will be running their dojo and they're looking for foreign talent. Yeah, what about Malaysia? <laughs> well, I think he's probably going to be going back to Malaysia. Ah, okay. I mean, to be I fair, mean, I, it is. Closer-ish. Well, it's not close, but close you can be in Japan, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a fruitful scene that could use some development from a veteran like him. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, he already brought Gianni Valletta into Kyushu Pro. So yes. he's definitely coming back. Oh, he's coming back. Um, I, I would just say, like, look, if you're a, a wrestler trying to get into do- a dojo in Japan, that's yeah. probably not the worst idea to get trainer to Jiri. Yeah, I mean, you're not directly in Tokyo, but Kyushu Pro like does run Tokyo semi-regularly, so you can definitely get some eyeballs yeah. on you. Well, I mean, Fukuoka area has a lower cost of living, like one of the lowest costs of living for a major Japanese city too. Yeah, yeah. So really the ideal case to like train there, work there, Tokyo shows, and maybe hope that you get picked up by someone bigger as well. Yeah, I mean, like I'm of two minds of this. I think Tajiri running their dojo is great, and it's an opportunity for foreign talent to get into a Japanese dojo. I don't think them putting their title on Tajiri <laughs> is a great idea, though. No, that that's not really a thing that has worked out well for companies in the past, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's the uh, big Tajiri update. So we move on to uh, All Japan's uh, shows that happened since our last episode. So we start on January 11th at Horigaya Public Hall in front of 258 fans. We can go through the undercard really quickly. Mm-hmm. Dan, Dan Tamer and Hikaru Sato defeated Yoshitatsu and Oji Shiba in 9 minutes and 4 seconds with a Wata de Gatame uh, from Sato on Shiba. I thought this was a nice little opener. Yeah. No, this was really fun. I really like how like Dan and Hikaru have actually developed as a team. Yeah. Um, Taka Omori defeated Masao Inoue in 8 minutes and 19 seconds with the Axe Bomber uh, well as much as we, I've said great things about Omori back in 2022 Masao Inoue does not bring out no. the old Omori these days no definitely not <laughs> this it's, is just very dry and boring yeah. it's a match that happened 
Um, Black Tiger defeated Black Mensa Ray in six minutes and 17 seconds with a diving elbow drop. And it was awful. Yeah. Why? Like, I, like I, I was surprised that they brought this guy back after the first match he had. Like, but you can't bring him back again. Like, he's just absolute trash. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he got a win, but I don't see him booked on any other shows, but there's only one card announced for February, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, Shuji Ishikawa, Ryo Inoue, Ryo Inoue, and Yuma Anzai defeated Suwama, Jun, and Rei Saito, uh, in 11 minutes and 45 seconds when Anzai used a German suplex hold on Rei. I dug this match mm-hmm. for the most part, but then, of course, this incredibly long and drawn out voodoo murders breakup angle so of course suwama like beats up ray and then leaves him to be pinned yeah well uh, <laughs> uh I, I think we're gonna have a case of um groundhog day in uh, just a few minutes then we talk about the next this, show this is a worse breakup angle than red <laughs> velvet leaving the baddies yeah this uh, how long do you think they're gonna draw this out i would hope not past corkin I mean, I mean, how many times does you how many how many times does Obama have to beat up the Saitos before they're like, oh, we don't want to team with you anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I would assume they'll just like they do do angles on the smaller shows, but most of their angles are on Corican. Yeah. So I, I mean, maybe just... I mean maybe we actually suffer from the fact that we're actually watching all of these shows live and they're just house shows and they're just redoing the angle every single time because these are just house shows and then. At Corican, they do the final one, and we're just gonna get sick of it. But I think they're gonna do that all the way. Yeah. So hopefully, just one more show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we had uh, Minoru Suzuki and the aforementioned Hokuto Omori defeated Ryuki Honda and Yusuke Kodama of Gungnir of Anarchy in 11:45 when Omori pinned Honda with the Muso Essen. In case you were wondering how his push is going. Uh, that pretty much solidifies that he's a heavyweight now. Yeah, no, I think that is very much assured now. He's a heavyweight because he pinned uh, he pinned Honda. What a what a weird way! Like why like why why would he do this whole run with him Absol- going like winless in the Junior Absolute, Battle of Glory? Absolutely the weirdest way to do it. No yeah. question. Because it felt like he was moving up to heavyweight when he wrestled Suzuki, and then mm-hmm. they pushed him back down to the juniors. And then in the new year, they just made him a heavyweight anyway. Like, I, I assume that is the story supposed to be, oh, we can only do this under Suzuki's guidance? Maybe. Or, like, putting on my conspiracy hat, did they think he was leaving? And then he told them, and that they made him lose. And then he was like, no, actually, I'm staying. And then they were like, oh, well, I guess you're a heavyweight now. I mean, I could absolutely believe that, given what Tajiri was trying, what Tajiri was up to. Yeah. So, I don't like it, it's just bizarre. I mean, but for now, I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, let's put on the heavyweight train for Omori, and let's just forget about what they did for the last three months. I mean, I, I like this match. It looked good. I mean, Omori did mm-hmm. uh, obviously most of the work for his team and everything, and mm-hmm. Suzuki just came in there to slap guys. Yeah. No, I think they're they're a pretty fun team. I think, I think we might actually see them like get a tag title soon, a tag title match at some point soon. Yeah, I could see that. And then in the main event, it was billed as a Triple Crown World Tag Team Title and PWF World Junior Title skirmish. 
Uh, Kento Miyahara, Kaz Hayashi, and Rising Hayato defeated Yuma Aoyagi, Naoya Nomura, and Atsuki Aoyagi in 14 minutes and 29 seconds when Hayashi pinned Atsuki with the final cut. Paul, I thought this was pretty great, actually. Yeah, this was awesome. I think, I mean, to be fair, like, there's six pretty awesome workers in here, so. Yeah. Uh, I would say, though, I'm really looking forward to Hayashi versus Atsuki. Yeah, I think that match has the potential to be really good, and I actually really like because I think we can talk about it for the next show as well. I think I really like how they're setting up this like old man junior gauntlet for uh, Atsuki right now. Yes, for sure. Although uh, we'll get to that because I have a feeling it could actually be coming to an end. Yes, that is a development from the uh, on the next show. Uh, so that was, um, I mean, these, both of these shows on the 11th and the 15th, they clock in at just under two hours. Yeah. So they're really easy watches and at least watch like the top couple of matches from both of them. If you're just trying to pick and choose. Yeah. Like both of them flew by. Like I was like, when I was watching them, I was like, wait, we're already at the main event. Jeez, that was going really fast. Yeah. So we then move on to, uh, uh, January 15th at Chiba 2AW Square. In front of 158 fans, drawing double you, what, you, what drawing double what two EW draws there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I bet you if this was in another venue in Chiba, it would could have drawn a few more. Yeah, but I think they probably get it essentially for free. Yeah, I think that's why and they're always running it. This one had cheering. Uh, they there was. I'm not sure if Harugaya was cheering or not because it felt like the crowd decided to start making noise as yeah. the show went on. I think I think it's really conf- I think we're in a very confusing point right now in Japan. Yeah, this one definitely was cheering. Yeah, because these like like this and Shinkiba when they're privately owned or not owned by a large company. Yeah, th- so they don't care. Allow cheering. Yeah, yeah they don't care. Um, so first up we had Black Menso Ray and Kaiji Tomato. Versus Ojishiba and Takuro Nikki of 2AW that went to a time limit draw in 10 minutes. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, but I, to be honest, I felt it dragged a little bit because it went like all 10 you, minutes. <laughs> really? I, I liked it. And, you know, it was like Kaiji Tomato basically trolling uh, the other team with his, like, I don't know, his gestures. I don't know how to describe it. Because <laughs> at one point, uh, Shiba was like doing them to Tomato. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I thought it was fun. I was just like, uh, I don't know if I would have gone all the way to time limit draw, but maybe that's just me being grumpy. <laughs> and then uh, next up, Ryuki Honda and Yusuke Kodama defeated uh, Ryo Inoue and Yuma Anzai in eight minutes and seven seconds with the final vent from Honda on Inoue. This was pretty good. Yeah, no, I thought it was also a nice way to like rebound Honda from losing to Omori. So... Was I fun. thought Honda. I thought Honda in a way worked really well together. Yeah, yeah. Like it's uh, it's really interesting, like how to see how quickly like Inouye is taking steps right now, because you can literally yeah. see him grow right in front of your eyes, like with every show. Yeah, uh, it's funny because I well, he seems to add like a different kick variation. On <laughs> yeah, <MSU now. laughs> he really is Kavada <laughs> Junior. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was really good. And then uh, number three, uh, Naruki Doi defeated Dan Tamer in nine minutes and 47 seconds with a Bakatare sliding kick. Uh, I thought this was pretty good, and I was actually quite impressed with Dan being able to keep up with someone like Doi. Yeah. Uh, it did kind of feel like a bit of an extended squash, though, because 
a lot of it was Doi dominating. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> but Dan got in some stuff at the, yeah. in the last last couple of minutes, and that's when I thought it really got to a, a, like. Well, I don't want to say it like super high level, but I mean it, it picked up a gear, and Dan looked good against like someone like Doi, which I think is good for Dan. Yeah, no, definitely, and definitely feels like they're building up Doi for something. Well, in the post match comments. Uh, that they have because this was a VOD show, so that they had Doi's comments right after the match. Sounds like he's going after the junior title, but he's also the DDT Universal ch- Champ. Yeah, and he, I think so, he's definitely beating Aski. I think he's beating Aski, but I think Aski's beating him back. Yes. Do you think there's a chance that Rising Hayato beats Doi? Uh, that I could also see that happen. I actually think, like, I actually don't know if Doi is actually going to be the next challenger as well. Like, uh, next challenger after Hayashi. Because I think That's they might too. slide in Kotaro Suzuki and then they do Doi versus Aski. I think that would be the better choice, honestly. Because you get, you, you get a bit more out of the Atsuki reign and basically you have, like, that's what I mean, like, you have this, like, old man junior gauntlet and then he falls to the, le- to the last guy in the gauntlet, essentially, and needs to regain his title. And I think yeah, putting the title on Doi is, an, is a great idea because he's probably like the biggest draw in terms of like a junior. You can put that on like the biggest draw as a junior they've had in like quite a while. Yeah, Sugi, not a draw. No, I would argue he's a bigger draw than Tiger Mask. Uh, yes, absolutely. And then next up, uh, Shuji Ishikawa, Takao Mori, and Yoshitatsu defeated Suwama, Jun Saito, and Rei Saito in... Um, I don't have the time for this written down, but it couldn't have been more than 10 minutes when yeah, um, Yoshitatsu used his uh, Cockroach Driver 2022 on, on on June. Same story as the last match. Because, yeah, um, yeah it, it, technically it's Yoshitatsu hitting a move on June, but it's really like the corpse of June Saito after Suwama beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, the match was actually okay for what it was. Yeah. The, the match was it, fine, but it was just the fact that it was the exact same thing as the previous show. I was like, okay, I really feel like I'm getting like deja vu here. Yeah. And then in the semi-main event, Hokuto Omori defeated Hikaru Sato in 11 minutes and 48 seconds with the Muso Essen. Uh, this is sort of culminates a storyline that had been going on for a while. Like, just like how Atsuki finally beat AO... Um, Finally beat Sato last mm-hmm. month. This is Omori's first singles win over Sato after a number of matches that they've had. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, um, but if like since Omori is a heavyweight now, I did feel like Sato was taking a bit too much of the match for my feeling. I agree mostly, yes. Like, I get that Sato was obviously like the guy that Omori could never beat, so you can't basically have like Omori go and then squash Sato. But it really felt like Sato was working him over like a lot, especially during the second half of the match, and then Omori just comes back and hits the Muso Isen and wins. True, although I feel like Sato gets more against heavyweights than any of their other juniors too. True, and he did actually tap out Omori a few years back. Uh, I think Hoku- uh, not uh, Hoku- not Hokuto, uh, Takao. Yeah, Omori. Takao. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was, I think that was early last year. I think I think it was twenty twenty one. Oh, or maybe, yeah. Yeah, because I think I was in Italy at the time. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that was a good. Um, and I think, so regardless of Omori's drinking habits, his push seems to be doing going well so far. 
Um, next up in the main event, Yuma Aoyagi, Atsuki Aoyagi, and Naoya Nomura defeated Kento Miyahara, Hara, Kotaro Suzuki, and Rising Hayato in 18 minutes and 17 seconds when Yuma pinned uh, Hayato with The Fool. Paul, this is another great match. Yeah, this was awesome as well. And again, hey, this is what happens when you put six great workers in a match. You get great matches. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, especially especially in the main event. No, I think this ruled as well. Like, did a nice job of like setting up the tag title match as well. Yeah. And, and so uh, yeah, but I do like like. I mean, I know that it might be related to like Masawa getting involved, but I do like that Kotaro Suzuki is here now because I think he adds a lot to the junior division. Right. Well, I, I'm not convinced that Nosawa's got his fingers all over the place other than his own program. And, but they are buddies. Like, they were literally in a faction together. Oh, I, I think Kotaro's there because yeah. of Nosawa, but I think that's the only influence that Nosawa has beyond uh, outside of his own program. Yeah, and again, like, With the Kotaro Suzuki is still really good, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, just a quick rundown of the upcoming shows. On January uh, 22nd, we have uh, Kotaro Suzuki and Black Mensa Ray versus Rising Hayato and Oji Shiba. That should be pretty good. Geora TV title, Toshizo versus uh, Minoru Tanaka. Naruki Doi and Hokuto Omori versus Yuma Anzai and uh, Ryo Inoue. I'm looking forward to that. That should be pretty good. And the Shotaro Ashino return match. Shotaro Ashino, Ryuki Honda, and uh, Masao Hanabata versus Yuji Nagata, Hikaru Sato, and Dan Tamara. So what are the odds Ashino loses on his return match? I don't think so. <laughs> but Masao Either... is in that match, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then Shuji Ishikawa, Takao Mori, and Yoshita- uh, Yoshitatsu, and Ren, the returning Ren Ayabe, who we haven't seen since last August because he was out a couple months with the collapsed lung, versus <laughs> Suwama. I can't believe that that would happen. Like, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Versus Suwama, Kono, and Jun, and Rei Saito. I would assume with Kono there and everything, they're doing the breakup angle. I'm, they better, like, just act as so, so far beyond, like, play, like, heal Suwama. Just needs to be done forever. You can, you can, you can yeah. basically transition Voodoo Murders into being, like, the name of, like, the Saito Brothers tag team, essentially. Yeah, yeah, keep Taro with them. And then uh, for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight title, we got Atsuki Aoyagi versus Kaz Hayashi, which we've talked about. Should be a great match. And then in the main event, Kento Miyahara and Takuya Nomura defend their World Tag Team titles against Yuma Aoyagi and Naoya Nomura. And obviously, my expectations are high, Paul. Oh, yeah, I know. That's sky high. This, I kind of expect a banger, especially because it's been announced that this is a cheering show. Yes, I forgot to mention that. It's a cheering show. Uh, this is for All Japan's first um, Korkin cheering show since the pandemic started. Yeah. Finally, after almost three years. <laughs> Jesus. It's been so long. <laughs> I know. Right? Kind of finally hear, finally going to hear people chant, do the Kento chant as he comes out in Korkin wearing all the belts. <laughs> yep. Uh, and um, and also, it's Paul? still my well, it's still my outstanding lock from last show because <laughs> I locked this oh. match up last show and it just hasn't happened yet. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm still sticking with that one, which is Yuma and uh, Yuma and uh, Nomura. Win. Oh, Yuma and Naoya Nomura. <laughs> Jesus, that's confusing. 
And uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about, because I don't know when we're going to record again next. Uh, so I'll just quickly run down the show on the 4th. Um, because, well, we knew Kento versus Yuma for the Triple Crown. But now, Paul, there's been a new title match added to the show. And do you know what that is? Uh, is it uh, Doi? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's we're going to see the birth of a hardcore dark side Yoshitatsu. Yes. In a tornado bunkhouse current explosion death match, Nosawa Rongai and Kendo Kashin defend their all Asia tag team titles against Yoshitatsu and Atsushi Onida. Yeah, people have been demanding how much that we spend how much time on reviewing this? Uh, 20 minutes? 20 yeah. minutes? No, yeah. that's. No. That's, um, you get 30 seconds. I think no. So I do you think Nosawa and them are dropping the title the titles? Nosawa and Kashin are dropping the titles here because uh, Nosawa's uh, retirement match has already been announced. Uh, I mean that would make a lot of sense, but uh, okay, I'm gonna say uh, heads the uh, they're dropping the title, tails they're retaining the titles. Okay. Uh, dropping the titles. Okay. Also announced Nao. The coin, the coin has spoken. <laughs> yeah. Also announced Nao, Nomura, and uh, uh, Rio Inoue versus Naruki Doi and Hokuto Omori. Kindly uh, see Nao, Inomura, and Naruki Doi lock up, I guess. That should be yeah. cool. And then we have Takao Omori, Masao Inoue, Rising Hayato, and Oji Shiba versus Black Mensure, Ricky Fuji, Raijin, Yaguchi, and Sushi. Paul, Ricky Fuji had a stroke last year and he's still wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what, what's happening there. He he also got like a video with where he gets visited by Nakamura. Yeah. Kind of went viral too. I think I got like 800,000 views on YouTube. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Shotaro Oshino and Ryuki Honda will face off against Dan Tamar and Hikaru Sato. Um, I assume that's just a warm-up for them before yeah. they get back into world tag team title contention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually they've actually kind of been replenishing their tag team ranks now. They have been, yeah. And then uh, they don't have matches, but uh, Yuji Nagata and Kotaro Suzuki will also be on the show. Um, so I don't know. The show looks good apart from that All Asia <laughs> Tag Title match, <laughs> and what they do, and we'll see what they do with Suzuki and Nagata because that could really make yeah. it a pretty good show. Um, Just make it what, a singles match. <laughs> yes, please. That, that that's good enough. Um, also, All Japan has put out a request on their website for um, new recruits to their dojo. Um, and you have to be between the ages of 18 to 26 and have to have a height of 175 centimeters or more. Ah, damn it. Um, well, <laughs> well, not less, less that, the height, more the age. <laughs> I guess. But I know that there's some people that really don't like these uh, height requirements. But All Japan could use a few more heavyweights in their uh, dojo. Yeah, and I think, like I said, All Japan's kind of unique selling point is that they are still kind of like the tall guys promotion. If you're under yeah. like 175 and you want to be a heavyweight, you can go to Noah. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. And Paul, I just have this in the show notes as baseless, great related speculation. But I got to mm-hmm. say something. With Kaido Ishida winning the G-Rex title... And mm-hmm. more and more Shima fingerprints all over the product. 
Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that we'll be seeing a lot more Kaz Hayashi in all Japan? I could see that happening. You think he's kind of like getting pushed out a little bit and that's why he's like taking both things elsewhere? Well, yes and no, because because also I noticed in great, other than in the UWF matches, they're booking all Japan guys a lot less. Like Atsuki and Dan were like regulars in great for like a while there. True. But it also feels like great was kind of like rotating some guys in into yeah. all Japan and out of it. Yeah. But I mean, and it is also kind of interesting that like, obviously Doi is a freelancer now, but like, I still think that like the kind of great and dragon gate is still kind of like being warehoused away from each other. Right, but Doi's so. still working Dragon Gate, is he not? Yes, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. So, like, someone like Doi coming in might mean, might also mean that the great relationship has weakened enough that they can bring in someone like Doi again. Uh, yes, for sure. And so, I don't know. I just think... And it just seems to me Shima's fingerprints are more on it. Like, that whole, like, Luis yeah. Primo stuff and... All no, these... that, is, that is a 100% Shima thing, yes. Yeah, and all these weird factions that they're now making. Yeah. So, but it, that was a banger. Uh, actually, uh, uh, well, obviously we're not having it. I don't think we have time enough to no. do it anyway. But I think, yeah, should maybe like with Ishida winning and everything, might need to put like a great show onto the schedule every once in a while again. Uh, for sure. I mean, it was like I had the only recent great matches I've watched are the Ishida versus Lindemann and Shima versus Luigi Primo. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, an interesting dichotomy, yes. <laughs> Uh, I just had to watch it because to see how ridiculous it was. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was very ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we move on next to uh, Pro Wrestling Noah because we've got a few shows mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff coming up. So we'll start. They did their doubleheader in um, Corkin Hall on January the 8th. And first off, so the first show, the afternoon show, um, Drew six, 622 fans, you know, around mm-hmm. their usual number. And so mm-hmm. um, starting off with Masakidami and Daiki Inaba uh, defeated Yasutaka Yano and Taishi Ozawa in seven minutes and one seconds when Inaba used an arm lock on Ozawa. I thought this was actually a pretty good little opener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this was pretty fun as well. And put over Kitamiya strong as well. Which yeah. I think it's always good. And, and uh, well, he- especially, I mean, especially the team since they're challenging, obviously. Yeah. And uh, Hio did Dr. Wagner Jr. and Timothy Thatcher uh, defeated Muhammad Yone and Akitoshi Saito in 6 minutes and 24 seconds with a Fujiwara armbar uh, from Thatcher on Saito. Uh, obviously not much to this. Kind of interesting that they put them those two against those guys, but it was just an easy win for them. Yeah, I think that just felt like uh, we need to book these four people and we don't have anything else, so let's just put them against each other. Yeah. Uh, Jack Morris defeated Misaki Mochizuki in 8 minutes and 24 seconds with Tiger Driver. Paul... I had higher hopes for this, but they just basically turned yeah. it into a glorified squash for Morris. Yeah, uh, this was, I was really like, oh, is they going to have like some nice back and forth? But no, it was just basically all Jack Morris and anyone. Yeah. But, I mean, fair enough, because they're pushing the new faction. That's all fine and good, you, but you could have gotten yeah. 12 minutes out of this. I mean, Mochizuki, yeah. I mean, Mochizuki does do a lot of jobs in Noah, but he looks credible mm-hmm. against top guys usually. No, true, but maybe we should have looked at the where they put this on the card, and that probably gave it a bit away that it wasn't yeah. going to be much. 
Yeah. Next up, uh, Junta Miyawaki and Alejandro defeated Yoshinari Ogawa and Eita in 7 minutes and 40 seconds with a horizontal cradle from Miyawaki on Ogawa. I mean, it's nice to see the uh, old guys giving back. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Ogawa was never someone that was like, I need to protect my spot. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I think these guys could have gone longer, but it was a nice little match. Yeah. And in, I the, mean, we might, we might, I mean, we're probably, I mean, we're going to see a longer version of this. So yeah. In the scramble shuffle tag tournament, Noah and Congo. So we had Katsuhiko Nakajima and Seki Yoshioka defeated uh, Naomichi Marafuji and Hiroki in 12 minutes and 50 seconds with a Michinoku driver one cutback from Yoshino Yoshioka on Hiroki. Uh, I actually thought this was probably one of the weaker matches in the tournament, but I still thought it was a nice little like three stars. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I definitely was like, ah, I was looking forward to that one, but then it was just kind of a bit nothing. But I think I still like like the that it was pretty clear that like Nakajima and Yoshioka actually have pretty good chemistry mm-hmm. as a team. And then next up in the uh, Scramble Shuffle Tag Tournament Round 1, Masakatsu, Funaki, and Yohei. Truly a random team. <laughs> yes. Takashi Sugera and Hajime Ohara in 12 minutes and 27 seconds when Yohei used the Gaman G on Ohara. I actually like this match. Uh, yeah, this was again, I, I mean, it, Funaki and Yohei are a random team, but I think they actually mesh really well together. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting little style because like Funaki and Sugera are on each side and they can hit hard and like Yohei and yeah. Ohara can do like the fast paced junior stuff. Yeah. No, I, I really was like, I was like surprised how well, like, these two worked together. And I think that actually was like a bit more obvious in their next match as well. Yeah. And uh, next up, Ninja Mac defeated Dante Leon in seven minutes and 10 seconds with a blood kick, which sort of not gives you an accurate depiction of how long this match really was because reverse sort of playing on their last singles match in Korokin, Ninja Mac uh, attacked Dante Leon before the bell during like the entrance. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it was another one of their matches against each other. It happened. That's it, the best it, I could say about it, I think. Yeah, it, it is not Ninja Mac's next work in, uh, best work in uh, Noah, that's for sure. No, I, I think because he really just brings out the worst of him. I like that. Like, Dante Leon really brings out, like, the GCW in Ninja Mac, which I don't think is good. Yeah. Like, I think he should be working people that he can learn from in Japan and not his scummy GCW body. Even Dante works looks better against other guys in yeah. Noah. Yeah. Um, and then next up, we had in this shuffle tag round one, Manabu Soi and Atsushi Katoge defeated uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and Tadasuke in 12 minutes and 54 seconds with a moonsault press from uh, uh, Katoge on Tadasuke. Uh, another fun little match. Um, I really sort of, I'll just spoil alert. I enjoyed this tournament. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah no, this, for this stuff tournament like this. was actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think there was anything super blow away. Like there's nothing no. I'm going to be like putting in my match of the year list, but it was like, like a really like fun idea. Yeah. And p- uh, pulled off well. And I think the actual, all the teams kind of matched up surprisingly well. Yes. So that was good. That was a good match. And then the next up was in round one, Satoshi Kojima and Shuji Kondo. Doesn't feel so random given their history, but whatever. 
defeated uh, Keno and Amaska in 1413 when Kondo used the gorilla clutch on Amaska. Again, another great match. Yep. So, which, I mean, we're going to talk about later, but they definitely did the right decision on the two teams they put into the finals. So, and it was yes. kind of, I think it was kind of obvious from the beginning which two teams were going to be in the final. And yes, I think so too. up being those teams. Yeah. And then Paul, in the main event, Jake Lee defeated Yoshiki Inamura in 14-19 with the D4C. Mm-hmm. What did you think about this match, Paul? Because I thought it was stuck in, like, second gear. And it wasn't, like, horrible, but it just wasn't a big splash debut for Jake. And Jake is still more or less... He finally has got new tights, but he's yeah. still doing the same old thing with the yeah, no. and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it feels fresh for Noah fans who maybe haven't watched All Japan and that's why he's still doing the same act. But then again, what we were really hoping for for him leaving was that he was like going to go and he's going to like come out somewhere. He's going to be completely refreshed. And really, aside from like finally shedding the total eclipse tides, like that's really about it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the match was uh, fine, but I mean, it also wasn't really like this, like, I'm Jake Lee and I'm here and I'm like the new big deal. Like, it definitely didn't feel like that kind of performance either. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, spoiler alert, uh, I think the tag matches he was, he's been in since have been a little better. But, yeah. Uh, but like, this was really his like big Kirk and main event for him to like, his first match in a promotion. So. Yeah, for and sure. I, it, it fell short of that. Yep. And against an opponent that he should have. He, he, he's tussled with lots of big guy, big rough guys before. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So I, it should have been better. It's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like his, his, his run isn't doomed. It's just off to a bit of a lackluster start, which unfortunately is, well. It's a Drake Lee stable. <laughs> and then, uh, so the uh, evening show at Korokin in front of 570 fans, Shuhei Taniguchi defeated Taishi Ozawa in four minutes and 45 seconds with the double, double sledgehammer. I enjoyed this a lot. Cause do, you think it's, do you think it's weird that it drew less than the earlier show? Because generally it's the evening show that draws. Well, I mean, it was Jake's first match and he is a name. Hmm. Uh, and not, this one not, was more of a random Jake, show, basically. Jake is not nothing. Yeah. And I think that might have uh, brought in a few uh, curious fans. Um, so, yeah, Taniguchi defeated Ozawa in 4 minutes and 45 seconds with a double sledgehammer. I enjoyed this because Taniguchi beating up young guys is cool. Yeah. No, it, like I said, I still don't get why they took him out of Funky Express only for him to do nothing. But, I mean, he's still fun when he does something like this. Yes, for sure. And then in the uh, semifinal of the Scramble Shuffle Tag Tournament, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Seki Yoshioka defeated Manabu Soi and Atsushi Kotoge in 11.56 when uh, Nakajima used the vertical spike on Kotoge. Another great, well, pretty good match in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And the crowd actually got pretty hot during the finishing stretch. Yeah, for sure. It was, it that, like... was, that was the best part of the match too, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it also really felt like the crowd really badly wanted Kotoga to win because it almost felt like the energy was getting sucked out a bit when Nakajima hit the vertical spike. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I mean, Kotoge is going to be an over guy in front of a Noah Corkin crowd. Yeah. Uh, he's just not like a bigger draw. No. <laughs> but he's like a hardcore favorite. Yes. No. That was very, very obvious here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in the other semifinal, um, Satoshi Kojima and Shuji Kondo defeated uh, Masakatsu Funaki and Yohei in 11-11 when Kojima used the Western Lariat on Yohei. And another... Uh, really fun match with the odd couple yeah. pairing of Yohei and Funaki. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, I thought this really like this Funaki Yohei team really, really over delivered. This is on, some uh, on all of their stuff. <laughs> this is some of the best stuff Funaki has done in Noah. <laughs> yes. No. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna get to something... be fair, putting him in it. Yeah. I'm gonna get angry. Uh, uh, certain shoot style fans angry at me, but it's honest. Like honestly, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, no, put, put them together permanently, Funaki and Yohei. <laughs> but, but, like, I feel like a tag team at this stage for his career is also the best thing to do for Funaki because he can just, like, Yohei can do, like, all of the, like, selling and everything, and then Funaki can just come in as the hot tag, and I think that works really well. Especially against a team like this, where, like, Kondo and Kojima just beat the shit out of Yohei. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> we slow down a bit, well... Slow down, maybe it's not the right word, but the match quality drops a bit. Dante Leon defeated Yasutaku Yano in six minutes and 29 seconds with the Inferno. I don't know. Uh, Wasn't the worst yeah. thing I've ever saw, but like, no. Yano is better than this. And Yano's <laughs> yeah. not, not going to learn anything at wrestling Dante Leon. No. Uh, if anything, it's the opposite. It's going to regress him. Because I like Yano a lot. No, no, no. I, I, I'm more saying Dante Leon is going to learn something from oh, wrestling Oh, yeah, yeah, Yano. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's only been wrestling, what, is it even two years? Uh, or <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Huh? You know, you know, like, Leon should just, like, I mean, he's a former junior champion, so he can't do that. But he really should have, like, put him in the dojo and gave him, give him, like, tights. Of course they should have. But like, yeah. I feel well, like Nosawa sees him and is like, ah, like yeah, it's that they gave him the belt. Yeah, and then uh, next up, Masa Kitamiya and Deki Inaba defeated at Takashi Sugera and Timothy Thatcher in eleven thirty nine via referee stop. Uh, Kitamiya had Sugera in the prison hold with the front face lock, front neck lock, whatever it is. Uh, this was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, I also like the finish of that one where. Because I think it always looks really good when, like, Kitamiya puts that lock on Segura. Yeah. Just yeah. because Segura's neck is so massive that it just, like, <laughs> it looks incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, I really like this Kitamiya and Naba team. Yeah. I, I, do you think they should win the titles? Because, like, when they originally challenged, I was like, ah, no, they're definitely not going to win. But, like, I don't know. Since well, I'm, then, I'm like, of two what I've seen I'm of them, I'm like, I don't know. I'm of two minds of this because I'm really enjoying the Kojima and Sugura tag team. Mm-hmm. But they have built themselves. But this is the first tag team in a while that seems to have mm-hmm. some juice in Noah. So if you have the if you have Kitamiya and Inaba win, that kind of actually means something. Yeah. And Kitamiya and Inaba are sort of spinning their wheels. So I think in yeah, a lot exactly. of ways forever, forever as well. Yeah. So I think that it would be very useful for the tag team division and both those guys to win the tag titles. Yeah. And I feel like Segura and Kojima have gotten a pretty good run in. 
Yeah. And I also can't think of any like other like logical team where I would be like, no, actually it should be those guys instead. No, they they faced off against all the teams that can draw. Like they beat yeah. Nakajima and Keno. They beat uh, Kenta and Marafuji. Like, yeah. It you would basically just have to start plugging in random like Congo combinations or something for them to face because there's yeah. no one else. Yeah. So I Funaki yeah. and Soya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So yeah, I I would do it. Although I'm not a, I'm not like super confident that they're going to beat them, mm-hmm. but I would have them beat them. Yeah. No, I I would do that as well. But yeah, as I said, not 100 certain that they would. But I mean, it's not like you're doing anything else with Inaba and Kitamiya, so you might as well. And they're both. Well, Inaba's really good, and Kitamiya is probably better in tags. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then next up we had Amaska and Ninja Mac defeated Tadasuke and Hiroki in five minutes and 38 seconds with a firebird splash, uh, from Amaska on Tadasuke, perfectly inoffensive five minute fun little junior thing. Yeah. And the next up we had Keno and Hajime Ohara defeated Masato Tanaka and Shoki Kitamura, who's also of zero one in 12 minutes and seven seconds with the PFS from Keno on Kitamura, uh, you know, solid match. Enjoy the Keno versus Tanaka. Uh, sequences but that's about it to it yep. do you think Kinemar has something yeah do you think Kinemar has something because i've seen him like and i'm like he's got something but here i wasn't like sold on him yeah i don't know like it's so hard to evaluate zero one guys as well because you so rarely see them i mean i see i've seen him before and i thought he looked better in zero one yeah but i, I don't know that's probably him. not a good sign <laughs> i have well yeah if you can't hang in a bigger company not that he was bad, he just was wasn't like, oh, that guy pops off the screen like as someone with potential and everything like that. Yeah, because like it definitely doesn't look like, for example, like I don't know, like Ayabe does. Yeah, for sure. Who's also like, if he comes to a bigger company, like he pops off, like he's very clear that he has talent. Yeah. I didn't really feel that with Kitamura here. No. And then next up, we had Naomichi Marafuji, uh, Junta Miyawaki, and Alejandro defeated Ahio de Dr. Wagner Jr., Yoshinari Ogawa, and Eita in 11 minutes and 44 seconds with a cradle cutback from Miyawaki on Eita. They're continuing to build up that junior tag title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, I really like what I've seen from Miyawaki since they've come back from Excursion. Yeah. I think it's really like... Uh, like really up this game there which is he, is he obviously that's the goal is he being positioned as the next junior ace yeah i think i so. think so like because they because he came back from excursion he immediately got a title match he obviously didn't win but i think the fact that he immediately got that title match and the fact that they're still pushing him like immediately afterwards as well like i think that's a really strong sign that they're like we're gonna try with this guy as our next junior ace which i think is also necessary for the Noah Junior division, because well, the average age in that division is pretty high. I mean, like I'll, people joke, people joke about like no, like Noah pushing like all the old like heavyweights, and it's true. But like that Junior division is really old at this point. Well, all the Rattels guys are at least in their mid thirties now. Yeah, and then it's just Milwaukee and Yano. Am I yeah. forgetting? Well, oh, Alejandro uh, and Kai and. Kai Fujimura, yeah. But, th- like, that's still a young boy. Like, it's, like, basically, like, the guys that aren't, like, young boys, it's really just Miyawaki, Alejandro, basically. And Yoshioka's, like, I think he's, like, 32. 
I think it's 33, 34, yeah. Oh, even older, a couple years older. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. he is. He, he is old. He is also like a guy that is like older than you would think he is as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's time to make Junta the ace. Yeah. And then next up, uh, Jake Lee and Jack Morris defeated Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki in a Oh, he's thirty-five. Oh shit! I didn't. I didn't realize he was yeah. that old. So now he's up there with yeah. like Harada's like thirty-six or thirty-seven, and like you know. Yeah, Kotoga so, yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So next up, Jake Lee and Jack Morris defeated Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura in 12-21 with a tiger driver from Morris on Kiyomiya. I thought this was actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Lee being, his ass being saved by Jack Morris. Uh, Sublime every time is saving uh, Jake Lee. Yeah, I mean, Jake is also a better tag worker, let's be honest. Oh, of <laughs> course, yeah. Being a singles guy. <laughs> Well, it depends against the right opponent. I mean... You mean Kento. Okay, fine. Well, Yuma. <laughs> and Jake had a great match against Shuji Ishikawa. Yeah, but mostly against Kento. Mostly against Kento. Fine, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was good. And then Jack got on the mic after the after the match and challenged him. Challenged Kiyomiya. Finally, yeah. Finally. <laughs> For the GHC. Felt like that's been doing... It felt he's been like doing title belt motions... Yeah. Since like November. <laughs> Even earlier, wasn't he doing them in the end yeah. run after he beat? I don't know, but it's been a while. Yeah. And then in but the. Definitely, yeah. And then in the finals of the Scramble Shuffle Tag Team Tournament, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Seki Yoshioka defeated Satoshi Kojima and Shuji Kondo in 17 minutes and five seconds with a vertical spike from Nakajima on Kojima. I thought this was great. Yeah. I thought this was by far, by far the best match of the whole tournament uh this sort of harkened back in a lot of ways to like mid-2000s all japan <laughs> <laughs> right because three out of the four yeah. guys are there and then yoshioka is a wrestling <laughs> one, uh, <laughs> graduate oh god these are all muta guys <laughs> yeah i mean it was really good i didn't even uh, think i didn't even think of that but yeah they kind of are <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was really good. I mean, we've we've talked about how how awesome Yoshioka is on this show before and everything like that. Yeah, and so, no, so they like like I said, they put the two best teams in a tournament, and it resulted in the best match in a tournament. I thought it was really really nice. And again, Kojima shows that he is completely selfless, just taking the pin here. Yeah. Um, so I would say, like you know, you're got time you know sort of low on time i'd watch the top two matches from this show i think they're worth it yeah and then just a couple of announcements um so uh big yokohama budokan show on march 19th and then Mm -hmm. uh another sumo hall show on may 4th and then uh ogawa and eta will face miyawaki and alejandro on february 12th and mm-hmm. then, so we go uh, the very next day to Noah Sunny Voyage 2023 in Yokohama Radiant Hall in front of 227 fans. Tadasuke defeated Taishi Ozawa in six minutes and 12 seconds with the crab holds. Um, it's sort of fun also watching Tadasuke be like the sleazy guy who could just beat up a young guy. Yeah. But Ozawa got in a little more than I think he usually does here too. No, no, no. I mean, it is clear that like he's going to be taking his lumps for a while more. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're, they're kind of subtly positioning it as well that he is a heavyweight where like, yes, he is getting beaten up by these juniors for now, but probably yeah. like not for like much longer. 
Uh, Jack Morris defeated Shuhei Taniguchi in seven minutes and 24 seconds with the Tiger Driver. I guess you really can't defend this match going longer, even though I think they have a better match in them, but I thought it was good mm-hmm. for what it was. Yeah. But obviously, Morris has to win. Yeah, and, and I, fa- I find going seven minutes less of an issue for me when it's against Taniguchi versus Mochizuki. Yes, yeah. If if I had to pick one where I'm like, okay, one of these matches has to go long and one of these matches has to go seven minutes, I'm definitely picking the Taniguchi match. Yeah. And the next up, uh, Kazuhiko Nakajima and Manabu Soya defeated Ehio de Dr. Wagner Jr. and Timothy Thatcher in 12 minutes and 53 seconds when Soya used the Dando on Wagner. I enjoyed this, actually. I think Wagner mm-hmm. and Soya have really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it probably is going to be... Uh... Like, I don't think they've announced yet, like, the next challenger, right, for the national title. Oh, he picked up the belt. Oh, yeah. After okay. the yeah, match. so it's definitely going to be Soya, yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that, because I think that's a good defense yeah. for Wagner, and I think they work well together. Yeah. Um, so that will be good to watch out for. And then Masakitamiya, Daiki, and Abi, and Yoshiki Inamura defeated Naomi, Naomichi Marafuji, Mohamed Yone, and Akatoshi Saito, Saito in 14.44, when um, Inabe used the... Goku Sori Managigatame, if I say even said that right, on Yone. <laughs> um, this maybe went a little long with the, some of the Funky Express guys, but it was just really about like showing off Inaba and Kitamiya. Yeah. So, yeah, I also agree. It went a little bit too long, but it was really just building up Kitamiya and Inaba a bit more for the title match, so I'm fine yeah. with it. Uh, Junta Miyawaki defeated Yasutaku Yano in 13 minutes and 33 seconds with a one-armed Falcon Arrow. This was a, I like this. This was good. This um, established Miyawaki as like obviously still an up-and-comer, but I think you know you don't see Yano in a lot of singles matches that go even over 10 minutes. So I think this was also good for him and it was a lot of fun. And I think you know in maybe another year or two this could be a title program. Yeah, definitely. I'm wondering like when they're gonna send or if they're gonna send Aviano to like an excursion or something like that soon. Uh, I would assume he was go- he'll go to Mexico too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's safe to say that. I think they have that relationship there with the Ultimo house, so they can just stay there. Casa de Ultimo. Yeah, Casa de Ultimo. <laughs> and then um, uh, Takashi Sugera and Nosawa Rangai defeated. Keno and Hajime Ohara in 11 minutes and 34 seconds when uh, Sugara used an Olympic slam on, um, on Ohara. Eh. Yeah, it know. happened. It happened. Uh, not much to it. Um, then in the main event, Kaito Kiyomiya defeated Amasuka in 1828 with the modified Tiger Driver, which really should just be his finisher now. I like this a lot. I don't think it hit like... I went like four stars. I don't think it hit match of the year level, but for... Uh, show in front of 227 fans. These guys worked pretty damn hard. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that exactly it did that at this like Radiant Hall show in Yokohama that they did like heavyweight champion versus junior champion, just kind yeah. of with like n- nothing and no build. But it was still like a really, really fun match. Yeah, I don't think I get, it got, I don't think it got quite to like the four stars level for me, but it was still a ton of fun. And I also fully agree that. The Tiger Driver should be Kaito's finish now. Like yeah. He can have multiple finishes as well. Uh, just but the goddamn Shining Wizard stuff is so anticlimactic. <laughs> I mean, he can, he, use that as, like, he can use that as like a setup for the Tiger Driver. 
Yep. And so, um, I, but the thing is with Kaido, I think he's still in that period of his career where he, like Okada several years ago as the champ, he just works really hard day in and day out on every show. Yeah. It d- doesn't matter how many um, opponent, uh, who the opponent is or where they are. Now, obviously, Okada has dialed that back, and I'm sure once Kaido turns 30, he'll do that too. <laughs> but it's a real, it's a lot of fun to watch now. Yeah, and we will have a few years of that left as well because it'll be a while until Kaito turns 30. Yeah, so. it's still got. I think but, he's yeah. turning 28, 27 this year, or 28. Uh, let me double check. How old is Kaito right now? Kaito Kiyomiya is 26 now, so he's turning 27. This oh, wow. Year. Okay, yeah. So you're going to have like another three years of this, hopefully. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I mean, 30 just is... Like, just bump, bump his ass off. 30 is just an arbitrary number, but obviously Okada has dialed it back in the six mans and on the, and, and on the smaller shows over the past few years. Yeah, but in like, I think it's also because like A, yeah, to like save his body, but also because he's like established as the big, big star now. So if Kaito, well, I don't think Kaito, like to be honest, I don't think Kaito will get to like Okada level. No. But, but when he's like a more established star, I think he's also going to be like, okay, it's time to dial things back a little bit more now and preserve my body. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what, when do you think Okada started dialing back in what, 2017, 2018, would you say? Yeah, around there. Because he was taking some insane bombs before that on, like, house shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so that was that show. And then we go to Sunny Voyage uh, 2023 on the 15th. I didn't watch the whole show. I only watched uh, up to Timothy Thatcher uh, versus Seki Yoshioka, which I actually enjoyed uh, quite a bit. Um, I don't know if we need to go match by match here. Uh, but what I enjoyed was uh, that match and... Um, the opener of uh, uh, Katoge versus Yano, even though it was r- pretty short. And uh, Wagner versus, and Yohei versus Soy and Tadasuke wasn't bad. But Paul, did you have any thoughts about the rest of the show? Um, I think the Miyawaki Alejandro ma- match where they won by disqualification against Ogawa and Rongai. I think you can kind of skip that one. It's Well, the interaction between Miyawaki and Ogawa really fun, but I think Nosawa drags it down a bit. And the DQ was also weird because it was basically just Nosawa pulls out a box from beneath the ring, shoves over the ref and just hits Miyawaki in the head with the box and gets disqualified. So, Mm. I don't know. That was weird. I did actually really like uh, Segura versus Inaba. I thought that match was a ton of fun. Uh, I thought Segura actually gave Inaba quite a bit in the match as well before he then kind of managed to like pull out a victory as well. Yeah. Uh, same same with the next one actually. Uh, Jake Lee and Jack Morris versus Kaito Kiyomiya and Tanaguchi. Uh, I thought that one was really really good as well. Actually, yeah, that one I actually like Jake a bit more as well. I thought him and Tanaguchi actually meshed really well. Uh, they would be a good um, fit, a fit. Yeah, uh, and I thought the the giant killing knee from uh, that Jake used to finish Tanaguchi off. I thought looked really good as well. The and- main event. Eh, it, it, it was okay. Don't think it was anything special. I also, didn't really like the finish. So, and I think on that one, it's also more important what happened after the match. Yes. So there was two very important angles on this show. Which one do you want to talk about first? <laughs> um, 
Okay, let's just get Drake out of the way and then we can okay. talk about the stuff that was good. <laughs> Paul, the good-looking guys have formed, which is Jake Lee, Jack Morris, and Anthony Green. Sure. Your hair must be <laughs> this long to join. I mean, mine is. It's really long, actually, at this point. And I guess you sort of need... going way past my shoulder. You need some facial hair as well, I suppose. I actually have the exact same... Fun fact, both me and Jake Lee cannot grow a beard because we can actually grow the exact same amount of facial hair. Yeah, so wait, I actually fit it really well there. Okay, well, there you go. You can be the fourth uh, good-looking guy. Uh, the name is a little ridiculous. Yes. I mean, it's better than just five, four guys, but just not much guys. better. <laughs> no, just slightly better. Um, they should uh, have a match against each other for like the term guys. Yes, they should. Um, I don't know. Where do you see this this thing? Uh, Green's there, obviously, is the lost post. Yeah. You, where I see this going? I see this going the way every Jake Lee faction ever has gone, where it starts off pretty good, and then it flames out and just kind of peters out completely. Well, yeah, right. And because Jake said, well, I mean, Jake might just leave Noah. <laughs> because... <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, the one thing I will say, like, they have a T-shirt and everything. They have a name. They have a fact. Like, he has a faction. I mean, that has to mean he signed a contract, right? We'll see. Like, they're not giving him a faction and not, like, before he signs the contract. Well, this is, might be more so for Jack Morris than Jake Lee. I mean, maybe. But it does kind of seem to be built around Jake. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I guess, I don't know. But... Uh, with it just being a Jake Lee faction, I am... Uh, yeah, I think both of us are like have like a very heavy amount of PTSD when it not, comes to not that. Not holding my breath on that one. So we'll see no. what happens. But I mean, I like I like Morris, and I think Green is a nice little mid-card guy that can take falls. So Yeah. I mean, so like every other Jake Lee faction, you look at the like individual components and like, I should like this one. And then, like I said, I, w I will always remember Jin being formed and me being like, oh, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> well, to be fair, there was a pandemic and yes, Nomura no. got injured. Uh, True. With a major so. injury. Yeah, but it's just the it, bad But it, there, is a, there is a pattern of Jake Lee factions forming and them kind of not going anywhere. Yeah. And then the other big angle on the show, which I just thought was an incredible angle. That is the best angle in Japan in years. Oh, God, yes. So LIJ show up. In the, like the mer in like the you know the hallway or whatever in like where the merch table is and they demand they like Naito buys a cargo shirt and then gets everyone <laughs> to sign it. It's so good. And just Keno Keno, looks, Keno looks like, looked like he was about to kill him. <laughs> yeah, just this incredible scowl. The angriest man in wrestling against the most laid back. <laughs> yes. No, it is um, like it is a really great matchup that they fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so it is um I just really enjoyed the angle and they were just all watching mm -hmm. there. It's funny cuz Nakajima yeah. didn't look that pissed even though No, Nak he Nakajima did his whole like shit eating grin. I think actually like the other uh, like the third best guy aside from like Kano and Naito the whole angle was Shingo as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, cuz Shingo was like taunting them. Yeah, he was just a complete uh shithead as well. Yep. Just incredible incredible angle i think it's one of the best angles anywhere yes uh yes not just japan in in, in quite some time yeah uh, and also uh sanada's fashion sense oh yeah of course i mean hiroma was funny too because he was posting all sorts of shit on social media about it too yeah 
Um, so just a great, great angle. And so even though this is technically beyond our wheelhouse, we're still going to preview <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 17 in Yokohama Arena real quickly. <laughs> um, but to be fair, more... I think we can review that. I think we're going to review that one as well. It yes. is a New Japan show, but again. And uh, for more coverage, you obviously can listen to uh, the Super J cast on this very yeah. uh, network, um, you know. Uh, they owe us some good karma because, you know, they didn't have to deal with Jake Lee. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, like, like, like I was saying before it was announced to what was going to be the card for this one. I was like, Jake Lee should be on every Noah show except for this one. And which Noah show is Jake <laughs> Lee not booked for? Oh, wow. Look at that. Although yeah. this was probably painstakingly organized even before Jake showed up in Noah. I mean, yes, probably, but if they do this again next year, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still not booked. <laughs> yeah. So next up, uh, so this is listed as a dark match: Kosei uh, Fujita and Ryohei Oiwa versus Yasutaku Yano and Taishi Ozawa. I assume the New Japan team wins here because Ozawa is like the freshest guy. Yeah, probably. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Oscar Lube—is that how I pronounce it? Uh, Loiba. Loiba. Okay. Mm-hmm. Versus Masa Kitamiya and Daiki Inaba. I mean, I think this is an easy win for Kitamiya and Inaba. And nice to yeah. see that Noah is sort of investing in them. I mean, they're, yeah. yeah, they're going to pin in a young lion, but getting a win on this show means something, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're in Noah. <laughs> <laughs> in a match that doesn't really count against either promotion's win loss record, it's Hiroshi Tanahashi, Toru Yano, Satoshi Kojima, and Takashi Sugera versus Naomichi Marafuji, Kenta, Al Fantasmo, and Ghetto, who I assume is eating the pin. Yeah, I would assume so as well. It's interesting that there's just one, technically just one Noah guy on each side of the match. But obviously Kojima kind of counts as a half Noah guy at this point. And Kenta is a Noah guy in spirit forever, so... Al Desperado versus Yohei. I think this actually could be pretty good. Yes, this is actually is one I'm really looking forward to. That that one should be interesting. I think Desperado wins. I I also think Despi is winning. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, in a match that nobody asked for, <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Mask, Rice Taguchi, and Master Wado versus Amaska, Junta Miyawaki, and Alejandro. I mean, the no side is pretty good. Yeah. And I I think Wato has improved. But, uh, Wato has definitely blown me away with his performance as Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah, it was pretty good. Um, just yeah. the other two in the match are like I just yeah, yeah, don't yeah. want to see. I didn't it. like that match that much, but Wato was really good in it. Um, yeah. But Tiger Mask and Taguchi on this show, what's the oh god? No, like, I mean I would assume maybe that I would assume that the Noah side is winning this match because Max is the junior champion. Alejandro can so. still eat shit though. I think. I mean he can, but so can Taguchi. Or yeah, Tiger Mask or, or even Wato. Tiger Mask technically, I think, lower ranked than Taguchi too. Yeah. Um, and the next up, Kazu- Kazuchika Okada, um, and Togi Makabe versus Kaito Kiyomi and Yoshiki Inamura. Um, I think it'll be good, and I assume Kiyomiya beats Makabe as sort of mm. payback from lo- taking the fall last year. No, I think Inamura is there to, to eat a Rainmaker. So Kaido is humiliated again. Kaido loses again on this show? Yeah. <laughs> because Okada's a bigger star. <laughs> stupid, stupid booking. <laughs> it's a no, New Japan show. New, I New know, Japan but... is, it's a New Japan show. They're not going to have their heavy, like the world champ. It's a tag like, match. Lose. I know. Um, 
so in the first of the LIJ versus Congo five match series, Bushi versus Tadasuke. Well, if Congo's going to win one, it might be this one. Um, I actually think Congo is winning more than this one. I think them, I think they might be going splitsies until the final. So oh, I think really? I actually think okay. Tadasuke is going to win this one. Okay, because I think LIJ is winning three two, but they're going to lose the big one. No, but I, I think Tadasuke is winning this one. Okay. Uh, next up, Hiromu Takahashi versus Hajime Ohara. I mean, this should be pretty obvious. Hiromu wins. That's yeah. a no contest. Yeah. Sonata versus Manabu Soya. Yeah. So this is actually going to be my uh, lock, actually. My lock oh, really? prediction. Yeah. yeah. Manabu Soya is beating Sonata. Really? Yep. Wow. That is quite the yep. lock. Yep. Because Soya is also getting a title match. Oh, that's right. What is the national title? But whatever. Yeah, but like, uh, like, like I said, I think they're going splits until the final, and uh, to do that, they can't have the two. P- right. they, they can't have the two LIJ members lose that whole right. titles. So it has to be Sonata. So not Sonata's losing to Soya. Okay. I mean, I kind of looking forward to this match given their history. Right? Can, can they still can they still recapture some old magic? Yeah. That that's also the other interesting part as well. Yeah. That's, yeah. There's a lot of history actually behind this match. <laughs> yeah. Next up, uh, Shingo Takagi versus Katsuhiko Nakajima. I mean, this could definitely be the best match of the show, but Shingo's got a title challenge coming up and Shingo's winning. Yeah. No, Shingo's absolutely beating Nakajima. I don't think there's yeah. really kind of any chance Nakajima no. wins here. But it, yeah, it very well could be the best match on the show. But I think the next one might beat it because I think there's more intrigue there. Yeah, well, it'll have the most heat. Uh, the main event. Yeah. Oh then, God, it's gonna be, that that show is gonna be in the heat on that match is gonna be insane. And then in the main event, Tetsuya Naito versus Keno. Like I said, the most laid back man in wrestling versus the angriest <laughs> man in wrestling. So, do you think the criminal is going to win, or is Keno going to win? I think Keno's winning, and it's going to be my lock of the week is Keno winning. Ooh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, because yeah, Naito very easily. Uh, can take the loss here. Naito can take the loss. And if you don't build up this intrigue, mm-hmm. you're going to get diminishing returns if you want to make this Yokohama Wrestle Kingdom show New Japan versus Noah every yeah. year. Yeah. And it's also like the other thing, like if, for example, because I've seen people go like, well, LIJ is going to sweep Congo. But if I'm Noah, then I'm just never doing one of these shows ever again. Yeah, well, there's no point. I'm not even. I'm not even agreeing to do the show in the first place. No, because I didn't think so, Noah yeah. looked to the greatest last year, and that no. would even make them look worse. Yeah. So I and because I also like the other thing as well, and that's why I think that Congo is actually winning the whole like uh, like series essentially is because uh, I think Naito said as well that like if they lose, then he is actually going to come to Noah as well. And I think that might be where he's getting his win back over Keno. Yeah, and and Noah needs some uh, 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 draws yeah. uh, <laughs> to match that draw in. after Mudo retires. <laughs> maybe he's the maybe he's the final opponent. <laughs> I don't know. I keep reading, teasing that it's someone that he's never faced before. Yeah, which would Whereas, be Okada. Yeah, and Mudo has faced. Um, Naito before 
Yeah. No, but this, 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 this should be amazing. Just the like heat that has been built up around it. Just the promos these two have cut on each other as well. Like the fact yeah. that Kano just like after that whole angle just goes and it's just like, Naito, you're a criminal. You snuck into the show and you should pay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah, it's so funny. It's, yeah, like I said, it's one of the best angles in a long time. Yeah, he also like, did you see the one where Kano actually went to the restaurant that Naito's parents own? No, I did not see that. Yeah, he went to the restaurant in, like, full red suit and everything. <laughs> did he order a meal or did he dine in Dash? No, he actually ordered a meal, but he basically just shit-talked the restaurant the entire time. <laughs> Incredible. And then, So, yeah, no, like, they, they, like that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, that, that's why Kano needs to win as well, because they built this up so much that it feels almost like a waste for Knight to, to win, because if Knight wins, it's over. Yeah. Whereas if Kano wins, you can, con- you can continue this and make some money. Absolutely. And then, uh, so that is Wrestle Kingdom at Yokohama, you know, Yokohama Arena. But the very next day in Yokohama Arena <laughs> is the Noah Great Muda final bye-bye. Um, so this one, uh, so Wrestle Kingdom 17 in Yokohama Arena is a pay-per-view, but this will be on uh, Great Muda final bye-bye will be on Wrestle Universe mm-hmm. with English commentary. Uh, so in the first match... But it will drop like a week. No, sorry, no, the, the New Japan show will drop later, yeah. Yes, it will drop Resident like Universe, a week yeah. with like Stuart Fulton and Mark Pickering on commentary. Yeah. Whereas I think it's going to be like uh, Charlton and Kelly if you buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because that's how it was last year. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they're doing this year as well. Yeah. So in the first match of the Great Muda Final Bye-Bye called Welcome to Bye-Bye, it's Atsushi <laughs> Kotoge versus Seki Yoshioka. Sorry, and Sekiyoki Shioka versus Hajime Ohara and Hiroki. Um, perfectly acceptable opener, I guess. I mean, yeah. you know. I'm, Ohara and Hiroki are not my f- most favorite wrestlers, but I like Kotoki no. and Yoshioka. Yeah, uh, exactly. So they should make that fun, and it's the opener, so it should be quick, too. Second match, because I'm sure that Muro demanded that there be women on the show. <laughs> in the Who is Valkyrie? Uh, Sayori Anu and Jungle Kiona, which I believe is her first match in Japan since leaving stardom because she's been in the U.S. I think so as well because I can't think that she popped up anywhere else so far. No, because on the last Hannah Memorial show, she was still rehabbing from uh, injury. Yeah, and she didn't go to the... Yeah, no, she's really just BLP, GCW, yeah. AW Dark. Wait, no, there's one, no, there's one freelance show. No, she did work the Bahana Kimura one last year. Oh, oh, okay. For some reason, yeah, she, I she just did a run-in. Okay. No, no, no. She did an exhibition match. Ah, uh, that's what it was. Yeah, she did an exhibition match with Kyoko. Okay, so technically yeah. her first full match back. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Kiona and versus Natsu Sumori and uh, Mayu Kihi. I know that some people don't like uh, Sumori, but yes, she's very much a vibes wrestler. But uh, I think this will be a um, good match nonetheless. Yeah, this should be fun. And then next up, best of Iron Man. Timothy <laughs> a Thatcher match versus... booked exclusively for me. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Thatcher versus Masaki Mochizuki. I mean, if they get enough time, this could be pretty damn good. I mean, it's called best of Iron Man, right? So it's going 60. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, but yeah, if they get time, I think this should be awesome. Yeah, for sure. And then next up, this is Anarchy Time. Yoshinari Ogawa, Eita, and Nosawa Rongai versus Junta Miyawaki, Alejandro, and Yasutaku Yano. Again, 
just depends what they do with uh, what what wrong guy and his friends do. Otherwise, it could be good. Will Yano get another pin on Nasaba? It's very possible. I wouldn't rule. I think that, that should be the finish. And I mean, it, I, I mean, with the name, that should be like plunder in this as well, right? Like because call it this is anarchy time. Yeah. And then wrestling battle cry and making their debut as a three-man unit. It's the good-looking guys, Jake Lee, Jack Morrison, Anthony Green versus Masakitamiya, Daiki Inaba, and Yoshiki Inamura. And honestly, Paul, that could be a pretty good match. Oh, yeah. I think this has potential. But the other thing is, so who loses here? <laughs> Inamura? But Kitamiya and Inaba are like challenging for the tag oh, Green. So I don't know if Green. you want them Green. to lose. Green can lose. So you have the new faction lose in their debut? I don't know. <laughs> Why did they book this? <laughs> like, Inamura wrestling is lose. not hard. Like, you should never book yourself into a corner because, you know, you, you can, inf- like, the, you'd literally determine the results. Like, but now you've kind of booked yourself into a corner. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I still think, I think Inamore is losing. I still do. Yeah. Um, Jack will pin him. Yeah. Um, Next up, GHC Martial Arts Rules, Kazushi Sakuraba versus Hideki Suzuki. I mean, this obviously was built off of uh, what happened at the Budokan and everything like that. So what are, the GHC, what are the GHC Martial Arts Rules specifically? Probably just modified UWF rules. Yes, probably, but I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird uh, that they call them that. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Are they going to go real, real, like, shooty mat stuff, or are they going to do, like, something a little flashier? I think with Hideki in there, I think they're gonna. This is gonna be a lot of like rolling around on the on the ground. Yeah, uh, I will reserve judgment. It could be good. It could not be. Could be good. Yeah, but Sakura. I mean, Sakuraba has had good performances when he's done. Oh yeah, that, for like, sure, for sure. So and Suzuki is really good. So there is potential for this to be good, but this could also be just like them doing five minute exhibition and then Suzuki wins. Yep. Yeah. And the next up, To Rise Sky High, Ultimo Dragon, Amaska, and Ninja Mac versus Yohei, KZ, and Dante Leon. I'm sort of curious because you could sort of work around the uh, weaker wrestlers in this match. Because mm-hmm. Ultimo is going to like start the match, do a couple of mat things, and then like not do anything else. Yeah. And He's going to teach the moonsault and not do it. Yeah. And then you have like Yohei and KZ carry the, <laughs> the load. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I I think this could like if there's four like there's four people in this match that I like and two people that I'm like iffy on. Uh, so I think this has potential to be good, but could also just be a bit of a nothing match as well. Especially like six. third from the top as well. Four out of six ain't bad. Yeah. Um, and then next up called Champions Night. So it's Kaito Kiyomiya, Takashi Sugera, Satoshi Kojima, and Ahio do Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Keno, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Masakatsu Funaki, and Manabu Soya. I mean, I assume the champions win because I'm sure like one of the champions will be also dropping their title in, in like a match the next month or this later this mm-hmm. in February to these people or something. Right? Um, you could have like um You could have Soya lose, but then win the tag titles later or something, right? Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. You can do that. 
I think what you kind of want to get out of this, though, like you should have the champions when and Kaito should get the pin so that you have like the whole thing of like Kaito being there yeah. in the semi-main holding up the title. Yeah, for sure. And then in the end of Nightmare, Great Muda, Sting, and Darby Allin versus Naomichi, Marafuji, Hakushi, and Akira. Now, Paul, we didn't know the we didn't know the identities of the uh, opponents mm-hmm. last time we recorded. What do you think? So Hakushi makes absolute perfect sense. Like I don't think yeah. you can really do a good like a last match for the Great Muda and not have Hakushi be there. Yep. Uh, Marufuji seems to be there so that Noah has a guy in the match. Yep. Because that's really the best explanation I can come up with. Yeah. Uh, and I think Akira also makes sense to be there in like the final Muta match. Okay, yes. But here's my thing. Marufuji, I still, I know people are down on him. I still like him when he turns it on. Hakushi is still in incredible shape, Jinsei Shinzaki, yeah. in his 50s. I, d- I haven't seen Akira in several years. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. He's in his, well into his 50s now. But here's yeah. my issue with this team. Who can take all of Darby Allen's stuff? Marafuji? <laughs> like, if you're bringing Darby Allen to Japan, you want to be able to give them the Darby Allen experience. Yeah, he needs to jump off of something. So who who's he's probably going to do that, but who's going to take the like his insane plancha or like uh, tope, you know? Marafuji? I mean, guys at ringside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know I just I just feel like you could have maximized Darby Allen. I'm Darby's going to take some sick bumps in this, I'm sure. But yeah. at the same time, I think you could maximize Darby Allen by having guys that could take his offense like his at full like impact and speed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is, do you think Sting is going to jump up or something? I could see Sting jumping off the turnbuckle through a table onto <laughs> Mar Fuji or something. Yeah. That's, no, I, I think I think yeah, this could I've be done. a lot of fun, but yeah, I, I also agree that I'm not sure. Like, honestly, who's Sting taking jumping, Darby Allen's offense? Sting jumping off the turnbuckle through a table or jumping off of the apron onto the onto someone on the table at ringside is a lot smaller of a bump than the, some of the other bumps he's been taking lately. Yeah, because he's done some absolutely insane shit for a guy that is like sixty-two or something like that. Yeah, sixty-three. Yeah, um, also. <laughs> I mean, this might be Sting's last match in Japan. I think that's about safe to say. Tour. Yeah. Like, unless, unless I don't know, like, all AEW does, like, a joint. Like, because there's still, like, the rumors of, like, a joint AEW, like, New Japan show in Japan. Yeah. So if something like that happens, then I could stat maybe that Sting's final match. But otherwise, yeah, this is definitely going to be his last match in Japan. Yeah, so it's sort of historic in that. Although, I mean, Sting hasn't been there in a long time, but he was, like, you know, a semi-regular on, like, dome shows all through the 90s. Yeah. And he had some big high-profile matches in Japan at domes. He faced Inoki. He faced Muda at the dome, you know. Mm-hmm. So. How long has it been since he's been to Japan? Like, a long time. Like, since 96, right? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking at it, and yeah, I yeah. don't see anything unless he worked, like, the... The TNA joint show with Wrestle One. I don't think he did, but yeah, no. The last match in Japan is uh, Lex Luger and Sting defeat Arn Anderson and Lord Steven Regal. <laughs> Honestly, could have been a good match. 
Um, yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that is uh, the final, the great mood of final bye bye. And Paul, the only other note to make is we got our first match for the Tokyo Dome on February twenty first. Mm-hmm. In a match that you're gonna have to watch and then take a shower after you watch it. Nosato Rongai Mizada versus Ghetto and Taiji Shimori. <laughs> so okay, here's the thing. And this was announced, but like I I, I don't know, like am I Madela affecting this? I feel like this match was announced weeks ago. Was it? I I saw that and I was like, we already knew this the, was the, the match. The, the, the tweet from the NOAA global account from yesterday is official. One match is confirmed for Mudo's retirement show. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Like, and everyone else is also treating it like this, like this is the first time they've heard okay, of it. But so I don't know. You might be Mandalian affecting it because I thought it was yeah. the first one. But, you know, I think that match will be short and mercifully short. Yeah. Assuming that Nasawa just doesn't grab the mic after the show and say, haha, I'm lying. Which also, I don't think <laughs> is impossible. No, that's, I don't know. I, I'll believe he's not wrestling again. I don't know if he like, actually stays away for like a year after this match. Paul, I haven't looked at the full Noah schedule for February. But what are the chances? Do you think they're doing Morris versus Kiyomi in the Dome? Like, where are all these title matches yeah. happening other than the junior tag titles? Yeah, no, I could see that happening. I mean, we have the... Great Voyage in Yokohama one, in Yokohama Budokan. That's in March. March. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. That is really far away. Yeah, so they would have to do, do something before then. So, yeah. I mean, here's Actually, the thing. What? Like, you, yeah. you put... I mean, it's not a big match, but obviously you don't need to put a match on there that needs to draw because the fact that right. it's Mudo's last show is the draw. So, yeah, you don't need to burn off, like, a big match for the show to sell it out. So just putting someone like and Jack Morris there and then you just have like Kaito win at the Dome and give him like a big victory in the Dome. Okay, so I'm just looking at here. Hmm? Oh, I totally missed this. February 12th at Osaka Edion number one. Ah, you could probably do it there, yeah. Yeah, I think. Because that's like a, that, if you do all that and the tag title match and the junior title match there, that's a respectable card for that venue mm-hmm. for at the main Eddie on arena. I'm not sure how much it's going to draw, <laughs> but it's respectable. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like we're still not sure what even the structure of the Moto show is going to be. So could okay. also be that like, basically you have like, you have like Moto versus Okada as the main event. And then you have like underneath, you have like, I don't know, Kaito and, Kento Miyahara versus like Higuchi and uh, I don't know, Shun Skywalker or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, and I think we'll probably get some announcements about the Mudo final show on this show. Yeah. No, I, I would expect that as well. But then again, they dragged their feet for quite a while on the Muda show. So hopefully. Well, it's because of the politics the, of setting it yeah. up, I'm sure. I mean, that's going to be even more of a nightmare though for the Mudo show. Well, no, because if it's Okada, Okada's winning. Yeah, no, but so I mean just, just for the rest of the cut, because like just from what we've oh, yeah. heard, it's just that everyone wants to be on the show, and if everyone wants to be on the show, the interpromotional politics are going to be like completely insane for that show. Yeah, for sure. So that's that. Paul, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I am. I still have a pretty good feeling about where everything is going this year. I think. 
I don't know. And then we got yeah, Turing back yeah, too, which I'm, helps. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about what Noah's numbers are going to be once Mudo retires, but obviously... Well, yeah, because no... they, could, they could... I think they're starting off the year well, but they could do something really stupid yeah. by April. Yeah, if they kind of overreact to maybe like numbers dropping once Mudo is gone. Yeah, because, like, I mean, Mudo's not on any of these shows, but they need him to draw yeah. big buildings. Yeah, so we'll see about that. But again, like, they're still a while away, so we'll, we'll deal with that when it happens. But otherwise, yeah, I'm actually kind of excited about what both yeah. promotions have coming up right now. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. But the cheering will help. And frankly, yeah. the cheering will help also help a lot of shitty things go down easier at least, right? Yes, yes, I think it, it, that too. Because if, the, if the, there's heat for that voodoo murders breakup angle, well, okay, fine. That's better than that just being happening in a silent building. Yeah, no, absolutely. So hopefully there will be like a really big, nice pop when uh, Subama turns on the Saito's again <laughs> yeah and then he could finally have his tag team with yuma anzai because i yes. think that's really where it should go yes he can deprogram from all of the like sweet things that and that nagata was put into anzai's ears <laughs> exactly all right so we'll be back in a couple of weeks i guess depending on we'll see what everything happens mm -hmm. or maybe sooner because i don't know paul when do you want to come back uh, i mean there are some there are some big shows coming up as well so i think i mean we could, we could do a whole episode out of the All Japan Korokin and the two shows. In the Go two Bahama big Noah shows, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So uh, maybe, I guess it'll depend by the time when I can watch Wrestle Kingdom 17. Uh, yeah. Because I don't think I'm going to be watching it live. So mm -hmm. we might be back. We'll probably be back in less than two weeks or so. And so you can look out for that. And then we'll start mm -hmm. off in February. Because February is going to be another big month. Yes, February is like when things start popping off. And I think... Like, we're going to get, like, announcements for the Champion Carnival and everything. Like, I think that's when the year really starts. All right. So we'll see you really soon. For Paul Vosch, I'm Gerard mm -hmm. Detrolio, and take care. Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.